Well, we are the Samadhi channel with Diego Curillo, and today we have the pleasure of interviewing Preston Dennett, author of several books of ufological subject. Um, how are you, Preston? How are everything going? I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm here in California, in the USA. It's a bright, sunny day. And yeah, I'm doing well. I hope you are too. Well, okay. Question for Preston Dennett. Uh, how do you become interested in the UFO phenomenon? Uh, I actually was very skeptical. I did not believe in UFOs. I did not think they were real. But I found out, I discovered that my family my, were seeing UFOs. My brother had seen a UFO. My sister-in-law also. I had several friends who had encounters. People I worked with at my office where I'm employed also saw UFOs. So basically, I, I knew that they weren't lying to me. Uh, it was clear to me that they were seeing something real. So I started checking out books on the phenomenon and uh, found out that, yeah, this was definitely a real thing. UFOs were real. <laughs> it was quite shocking. And uh, I ended up joining UFO organizations. I became a field investigator for MUFON, uh, started attending conferences, and eventually started interviewing people, writing articles. And after about 10 years, I wrote my first book. Uh, did you have a UFO encounter or close encounter of the third kind? Uh, yes, I actually did. Um, not until I started investigating it. Uh, I had never seen anything growing up. But after about four years of you know, reading about UFOs and talking to people and interviewing and writing about them, I had my first encounter. I was driving along in my car when a small ball of light, about this big, you know, like a, a golf ball or tennis ball, a little just ball of light, came in front of my car and uh, went back and forth, back and forth, then straight up. And that's all I remember. I don't remember driving home. I didn't tell anybody. I forgot the whole experience. So I think I probably had missing time. Uh, and that was the first of many sightings. I've probably had about 10 or 15 sightings, usually of anomalous lights, uh, but sometimes very close. I mean, within 50 feet away. So I absolutely know they're real. I'm not just a believer. I know it. I've seen them myself. Uh... What do you think is, is the most important ufological case in U.S. and the world? That is a difficult question to answer because <laughs> there are so many cases. Uh, but I think probably the most important case uh, in the U.S. certainly would be the Roswell UFO crash in 1947 that has hundreds of witnesses. This, craft crashed in New Mexico 
and there was many many people was real yes yes there are so many witnesses who have saw this there were people who saw it actually crash people who captured it on radar uh, people who guarded the wreckage people who transported the wreckage people who studied the wreckage all these people have been interviewed by investigators and there is still new information coming out about this even though it's been what over 70 years since this happened i think that is the most important case probably in the world in the world the, and uh, the, in um, the phoenix lights is is is, is the most uh, or very important case in united in, in usa the phoenix yeah. lights yeah i would give that the number two spot <laughs> uh, because uh, that was very widely viewed thousands of people saw this it's absolutely unexplained it wasn't balloons or or airplanes or helicopters but there are many many cases i mean the fatima incident in portugal in 1990 yeah was yeah. what 30 40,000 people saw that um, that was huge uh, you know, Gulf Breeze in Florida, the Hudson Valley wave. Is the, the, um, the, the Gulf Breeze uh, case is real. Uh, is a, a UFO phenomenon real? Yes, real yes. I think, I think it was absolutely real. Uh, another really important case, I think, was occurred in 1991 over Mexico City during the solar eclipse when dozens of people were able to videotape a metallic disc hovering over the city. Thousands of people saw it. Uh, the Mexican government was unable to explain it away. And uh, I mean, there are really important cases all over the world. Like in Africa, the in Rua, Africa. Yeah, the Ariel school. Elementary School. Yeah, elementary yes. school in Africa, and Rua province exactly that's another very important case or in australia the west hall high school case in melbourne where some two to three hundred kids and teachers, and teachers saw ufo land so there are many many important cases but yeah roswell i think is probably the most famous most important. and important case uh are the extraterrestrial civilization visitors um, are they all friendly uh mm, i would say most of them are um i've interviewed hundreds of people and only very rarely do people report encounters that are very unfriendly um, it can be very scary for people can be very traumatic uh, can cause a lot of fear but I don't think that they are trying to hurt people or scare them. I don't think there's any good evidence for this. Extraterrestrials have been around for thousands of years. If they wanted to take over, if they were truly hostile, they could do so easily. And they have not done this. People are taken on board and physically examined. And that can be very scary. But often they're healed. I have healing cases from all across the world all across the u.s canada south america i have cases in argentina 
everywhere, Africa, England, Europe, Russia, every, all across the world, they're healing people. I've got over 300 cases. Uh, that is a very positive aspect. They're warning people about nuclear bombs, nuclear proliferation. They're warning people about pollution. They're warning people about environmental destruction. These are good messages. They're trying to help us. Many people who have encounters are spiritually transformed. They start having all kinds of really enlightening experiences. They may start doing healing. They may start having out-of-body experiences. Uh, they may start becoming more psychic. So there's a very positive and benevolent aspect to UFO encounters that doesn't get a lot of attention. Our society is very fear-based. And uh, I just don't see accounts really where the ETs are trying to hurt people. I'm not going to say they're all friendly. It's a very large universe. And I think probably some of them are not friendly. But 80, 90%, even more, I think are benevolent, are friendly. I'm much more worried about people on Earth. I think it would be <laughs> easier to prove that humanity is hostile because yeah. we're very warlike. Right. Uh, so, no, I'm not worried about the ETs. I think, by and large, they're very advanced technologically, morally, ethically. They're very spiritually advanced. And I think, by and large, you know, for the most part, they're here to help us. So it's good news. It's, it's good, good news, news for all humanity. Um, what question or fundamental question would you ask you you call us an extraterrestrial being? Uh, <laughs> I have a million questions for them. <laughs> uh, I would ask them, you know, how can we, humanity as a species, evolve past, you know, our warlike ways, our prejudices, our divisiveness? How can we overcome the greed and corruption that's choking our society? What can we do to evolve spiritually and stop you know, us from destroying ourselves? Uh, that would be my main question. I would ask them if they would take me for a ride. <laughs> um, I mean, I, yeah. can I, do you have a book I can borrow? <laughs> You know, I would ask them about how they heal people, how they travel through space, how old they can live. I mean, I've got a million questions I would ask them. But yeah, mostly I would ask them about how we can help ourselves. It's interesting. Do you think the, the extraterrestrial civilization established a direct contact with humanity in the future or the contact uh, has already been established as Dr. Greer says? Uh, I would say yes to both. Um, I think that they have established contact. They have contacted various governments and had meetings with them. Uh, And I think they've probably, in the distant past, throughout history, have shown themselves. Uh, but we don't have open official contact. They're not landing and showing themselves to everybody at this point. Uh, so I think that at some point will happen. 
but right now I think they're just showing themselves to groups of people, you know, one or two people at a time or large groups sometimes like the Phoenix lights or the various UFO waves that have occurred over, you know, pretty much every country has had huge waves of activity where the UFOs show themselves. They put on a display. They want to be seen. So I think they're very gently introducing themselves to our society in a way that won't cause us to, to panic or to freak out <laughs> and uh, just get us used to their presence so that at some point they can have open official contact. This is interesting. Um, many people uh, who have been abducted in the ships uh, tell uh, that they have observed copies of themselves in cloning tubes. This is, can be followed in the work of uh, Dr. Jacob, David Jacobs in, in, in USA and Conrado Malanga in, in, in Italy. Uh, what do you think about the cloning phenomenon? Uh, I am not sure. Um, I personally um, have talked to you know hundreds of people and I have not heard this. So I don't know how common it is. Um, I have read the work of Dr. Jacobs. I know another researcher, R.D. Sixkiller Clark, who has talked to a lot of people, has also heard this. This does come up. Uh, I'm honestly not sure what to make of it. I do think the ETs are very interested in our genetics uh, because they, when they physically examine people, they will take genetic material from both men and women. They're very interested in human reproduction. I've interviewed many people Uh, women in particular who are perhaps eight, nine months pregnant or just had their baby. And that's when the ETs show up. Uh, so it's clear to me they are interested in reproduction. Uh, I am, don't have any firsthand cases myself that they are cloning people. Cloning people. Uh, but I can't rule it out. These guys are very advanced. And uh, I think that they probably are doing things that we don't quite understand. And uh, it's my understanding that, you know, they do have trouble with reproduction, particularly the grays, and uh, are creating hybrid babies. So perhaps that has something to do with it. Uh, but there's still a lot of questions surrounding this phenomena. Although, you know, it's been studied for you know, since 1950 or so, it's still relatively new. And there hasn't been a lot of open official, you know, studies put towards this. It's really been up to UFO investigators, citizens, to try and figure out what's going on. There's not been a lot of money and science and equipment and attention put towards figuring out what is happening here. So there's still a lot of questions. And uh, so I'm, I'm not sure about the whole cloning thing. Um, to be perfectly honest, I really don't know. I know that there has been research into cloning here in the U.S. and, and across the world. I mean, they've cloned animals. David Jacobs has this, this theory, this theory about the, the, the cloning, Conrado Malanga in Italy, 
to es, 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 es interesante es interesante yeah but mo those are two researchers and there are hundreds of researchers and most researchers don't talk about this okay so i wonder about that uh but yeah i'm sure there's stuff like that going on um just because they are so interested in our genetics uh when will they be present on the planet this this kind of civilizations um i think they've been around for thousands of years and uh, there have probably been ancient civilizations like you know atlantis or lemuria where they have shown themselves to everybody and we know from the writings in ancient india they talk about vimyanas and very advanced technology it looks like probably back then they were showing themselves to everybody uh, I think now in today's society, we're very close to having what I would call open official contact. Uh, I think we're right on the brink of it. It could happen any day. It might take a couple of years, maybe 10, 20 years. It's hard to predict, but most people believe in UFOs. The subject is finally being taken seriously. There is a cover-up, a worldwide cover-up of UFO information, except it's falling apart. Uh, this subject is being taken much more seriously. And I think once we, as a whole, as, as humanity as a whole accepts that UFOs are real, we probably will have open official contact. So I think it could happen within five years. I don't think it's that far away. Bueno, thank you for allowing us to dialogue with you for transmitting your experience. A big hug. Thank for good disposition. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's an honor. It's an honor for me, Preston. I like your work. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is an important subject. People might not believe it. There, I know there are skeptics out there, but one day they'll know the evidence is there. It's real. It's real. It's, it's a real phenomenon. Oh, yes. Bueno, it's, it's, thanks for all. Thank you. Appreciate it.